Client confidentiality. Obviously, it's never okay to put a client's details out there in the world. And um, when I have shared a client's story in the Be The Better Broker books or this podcast or from a stage or even in small groups, I've always done one of two things in advance. Often I've done both of these things in advance. Number one, I've asked the client's permission to share the story of what happened, never with their names. And number two, I've changed multiple non-critical details, right? I'll make up a name, I'll change critical pieces of this, not critical part, pardon me, but like nuanced pieces of the story, the city, the province where it happened, the occupation, uh, the sex, the age, the type of work or business they do. I'll, I'll share, I'll, I'll, I'll juggle some of those details around a lot of the time. And, uh, and it creates that anonymity. Now, I always worry that I've created this sort of semi-fictitious version that sounds exactly like someone you know, and you are going to think I'm talking about them. Uh, but know that I always do change things around. So the idea is nobody has any clue. But this one time at Bandcamp, no, this one time, this one time, I believe I genuinely damaged my relationship with with lifelong friends, with, with three of them. Friends I'd gone through junior and senior high school with. Uh, here we were having a dinner 25 years after graduation, and um, I told a story. I didn't change much. I didn't change much at all. And each person sitting around that table, they knew who I was talking about. And my experience of the person was the subject of the story Um my experience of the person that was the subject of the story was not necessarily the experience that the other three around the table had had. So maybe I felt a little differently about this individual than they did. And maybe that resulted in me sounding a little bit harsh, judgy, petty, obnoxious, probably all of the above, and then some. Now, I was at that specific point in my life about 10 years ago, hitting sort of peak success in my career as a mortgage broker, uh, which I can now see as well, made me sharing something about someone else's situation um, all that much worse because I'm riding high. And uh, to talk about other people, look, I know what you're thinking. If you don't have anything nice to say, yeah, yeah, where were you? Why weren't you tapping on my shoulder at that dinner table? And I'm sure these guys were thinking the same. Um, my mistake was in sort of adopting the really the bully persona myself, which is not who I am. Like, don't be a tourist. I always say that, right? Uh, don't be a tourist in someone else's shoes. Stay in your own shoes. And that's not who they knew. They didn't know me as as uh, sort of a, a bullying, condescending asshole. Okay, maybe as a bit of an asshole, but but not as the bully. And they didn't want to know me that way. Uh, we all, the four of us, I mean, we got along unbelievably well with just about every single person in our entire school. Uh, you know, it was like five or 600 people and we got along pretty damn great. And we may not have been model students or, you know, the absolute best behave, but at our core, we all knew right from wrong. And then we all had good manners at this dinner though. My manners were missing in action and I'm dancing around the story itself for obvious reasons. The story isn't relevant. What is relevant is that I wanted to paint a picture of myself at this dinner as being, you know, above the past and willing to 
reach out and help this individual, get them through what they were dealing with, despite how they'd you know behaved in school towards myself. The irony was in sharing that story, it really made me look like the bad guy. Uh, you know, I was like thirsty for some kind of creditor, pat on the back. I wasn't being the bigger person in that moment at all. I was really, I was abusing the, the little bit of power that I had. I was abusing the knowledge I had of a bad situation that someone was in. And uh, you could probably go so far as to say I was treating it like entertainment. And my closest friend of the three called me on the drive home from that dinner to let me know that he was pretty disappointed in me for breaking my key rule. He'd read, he'd read the book. It's a good friend. He read, he actually read my book. So at least I knew one person had read it. Um, always be the vault, right? Always be the vault. I wanted to be defensive when he said that. I wanted to argue with him about like who this client had been to me, to us back in high school. But I got the I got the gist of what was happening pretty quickly. Uh, he was maturing and living in the present, and I was still living in the past. And uh, like I say, I'm not trying to live in the past today. It's been nearly 10 years since I think that dinner it was about eight or nine years ago. I still carry, actually, no, it was over nine years ago. It was for sure more than nine years ago. I still carry some of the weight of this story uh, with me about a decade later now. And um, here's a question for you. Do you think I got any referrals from those three friends, my closest allies in life who knew me better than anyone? Uh, yeah, I did. I got a lot of business from those three friends. They were very supportive in my early years, right up until that night. After that, not so much. That 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 pretty much killed it. Uh, nobody likes a gossip. And even though you may think you have a good reason to share something in confidence with someone, you may feel like you're in a safe space. The reality is that 99% of the time, it's just pointless gossip and it's not needed and it doesn't advance your relationship. It certainly doesn't advance your reputation. And often it weakens both the relationship and your reputation. So am I saying there's no such thing as a safe space? No, of course not. If you want a safe space, you should hire a therapist. And if you want to complain about other human beings, do that to a therapist. Because the real question that hopefully a quality therapist would put to you is why? Why are you talking about others? Why was I talking about someone else? Someone else, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Someone else doesn't matter, right? Talk about ideas. Talk about activities. Talk about systems, process, business, the market, things that work, things that matter. Talk about the game the other night. Do not talk about other people, right? Note the self. Other than to say, of course, nice things. Other than to pay a compliment. People want to work with nice people. People want to work with people who make them look good, right? People want to work with people they're not worried will be out at a dinner with some other group of people telling a less than flattering story about them. And that's really my key point. As I was sitting there flapping my gums about this one client, all three of those guys sat there wondering to themselves, does he talk about us? Like, does he talk about me like this with other people? Which, of course, no, I would never do. This was like a one-time exception. Literally, one time out of 1,695 closed files, 3,000 plus mortgage applications. But it cost me. It cost me referrals in business, sure. But the cost was a lot higher than that, ran a lot deeper. It cost me trust. Trust that had taken decades, a lifetime really, to build the trust of my oldest friends. 
And yeah, as I say, it was it was more than nine years ago. I know this because I was drinking that night at that dinner and I quit drinking nine years ago. And there's a correlation there for sure. I definitely talk a lot less nonsense. I'll use a polite word. I talk a lot less nonsense now. Uh, how about you? Are you blowing up trust by oversharing with people you trust? Nobody likes a gossip, especially not for the role we play in people's lives. So uh, yeah, be better. Again, that's a note to self. Be better, man. Be better. Thank you.